0: wait ni. greetings and thank you for tuning in to the african diary this is podcast number eight today i will share with you a personal story one of my many scary encounters with the spirit or the unseen world or however you want to call it but next week i'll mix it up a bit because i don't want to be known as the scary storyteller i prefer the african diary so i'll try and keep it that way Anyway, let's dive into the story. You see, in my early in my early teenage years, around um, eleven or twelve, I, I, I lived with um, with my auntie. I had moved into a new city and a, and a new neighborhood, and it was you know it was one of those popular neighborhood. Anyway, my whole life on the African continent, I lived in popular neighborhood, and the beautiful thing with living in popular neighborhood on the African continent is that you're exposed to so much things and i feel like that's where a lot of um, young people from my generation have have this um, mental toughness that you find in a lot of um, young african kids wherever you find where uh, wherever you find us you find that we have this thing in our in our mind it's just because we've not necessarily because we lived into popular neighborhood but Because living and growing up on the African continent, it just teaches you to be tough mentally, do you know what I mean? And living in a popular neighborhood even adds a bit more because in popular neighborhood, that's where you find the latest, you know, dance moves comes from there. Beautiful arts come from there, music, food, anything you want, come from there, and thieves also come from there, <laughs> which I don't think is something to be proud of, but you know it's part of life. However, as a kid, I have a great memory of my time in such neighborhood because you always had this uh, this sense, strong sense of community. I'll give you an example um i used to live w- when i lived there in that new city i was living with my uh with one of my, one of my auntie like i said and i was the only quote unquote man in the house but keep in mind i was 10 or 11 something around those age i can't throw hands at that age you know what i mean if anything goes down i'm screaming like everybody else <laughs> so one night um she one of my auntie woke up at night and she was um she would wake me up at night to go use the bathroom. And that day, as she was going back to her room, she came face to face with a thief. However, the guy was outside the house. It, it wasn't inside, it was inside the property, but not inside the house. I mean, inside the compound. So. As they made eye contact, the first thing she did, and that's what you're supposed to be you're supposed to do anyway, she shouted. She shouted so loud that the neighbors heard that there was a problem. And next thing you know, all the neighbors were chasing out, you know, were chasing the robber, trying to get him, and other neighbors came to the house to find out if if everything was fine and all that. You know, it's really that sense of community that you find in such places but I'm sure it's a bit the same in other parts of the world as well but then again I've only experienced the one on the African continent so I can only speak about that so that is to say that you know that's where I had the best my best uh, childhood memories were in such neighborhood and one more thing I would say that is um, I feel personally I feel that the one of the few places on this earth where children are allowed to be children, obviously, except the time where I found my I found myself in war-torn war countries and conflict and stuff. Apart from that, in a lot of African countries, um, those are still places where children are allowed to be children. Children can play outside by themselves, just like I did when I was uh, when I was at that age, playing outside. You know, wake up in the morning. Go walk around the, the whole town, you know, just being with friends, enjoying life and enjoying whatever life has to offer. Anyway, so that was my time in um in that neighborhood. However, one day <laughs> one day I was just, you know, relaxing with some of my friends in front of in front of our gates. And I saw um and I saw like I think it was a uh, four four like four um how do you call them four four by four those cars i mean those big cars Park in front of the house and i saw guys with guns jumping out of the car i mean to me it brought back memories straight away so what i did i ran back inside the house all my friend ran away obviously guys with guns is never a good sign so i run inside the house told everyone hey lock the door and stuff so we obviously they did lock the doors and stuff like that. And someone came and knocked at the door, and it was one of my one of my uncles, right? I haven't seen the guy in ages, and it was him, and he was actually, you know, he came, he came to visit, he came to visit. and for some strange, not strange reason, but he had somehow, made money he became wealthy do you know what i mean he became really good financially he was there he was up there with the big with the big guys i mean having such security when walking around can only mean one thing so yeah so we opened the doors and stuff everything was fine and he told me no he told my auntie listen i'm living with him today right basically he's talking about me because you know i had it's not as if i had a decision like i would say no i don't want to nah so um he was like i'm living with you today you're coming to my house obviously just to give you a quick story around it is that a lot of the time on the african continent is that when someone in the family make it makes money it's um I wouldn't say their responsibility but there is always this thing that they would go and take few kids from this family from that family and you know m- bring this kid in their house so they can bring them up sort of i don't know if it still happened because uh, no wait in some places it still happened because i've seen it i've seen it with my younger cousin uh, it has happened to them but i don't think i don't know if it's widespread like it used to be before anyway On that night, I did pack my stuff, and I was sitting in this, you know, luxurious 4x4. I never even thought that one day I will ever (laughs) sit in such a car in my life, because, you know, all I knew was that kind of, you know, that kind of popular um, neighborhood type of life, like dreams, dreams, my dreams were to become an artist or a footballer or, or something like that, something that someone that people would um gravitate around because i know i knew that if i made money <laughs> it was for the neighborhood it was for the neighborhood to change anyway yes so i moved at my um with my uncle with my uncle's house at my uncle's house and when i got there he uh, he was married i didn't know he was married and i met his his wife he had this huge house anyway I'll describe the house later. He had this huge house. I met his wife and the wife had brought um, her sisters and her brother. She had two sisters and one brother. So when they got married, she brought her family members with her. That's, there's nothing unusual. These things do happen when someone get married. She always pulls some people with her, right? So yes, when I got there, I was the only person representing the uncle's family and later what happened the uncle went and, and it seems like nobody knew about this the uncle had a child with um, with someone else but that someone else had died and stuff so he went and took took that kid as well took my cousin brought him there so that means there was two people on my uncle's side versus three people <laughs> on the wife on the wife's side. Everything was okay. So when all of us were there, we were treated well. I mean, for the first two months, and then things completely changed. Right? She, uh, the wife, just became a monster. Right? And 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 I'm and I'm choosing my words carefully. She became a monster. She just became evil towards. Me and my younger, um, my younger cousin, because he was, he was probably what, uh, four years, four years younger than me. Right. So, yes. So the thing there was that I was sticking with uh, with the young kids because him, he came straight from the village. Do you know what I mean, I lived in the city for a long time, so I knew how the city worked and coming from a popular neighborhood. These type of scenarios I've already I've I've either heard about it or seen it before, so it was nothing new to me. But to him, I knew it was it was it was new, right? Because he would cry often. Just to give you an example of the type of things she would do, like um, every morning when we wake up, we would all um, meet in the living room before the uncle goes to work. We all meet in the living room and have you know breakfast together. But here's the thing the uncle, when he'll be having his breakfast, nobody, I mean, would we'll just sit there, wait for him to finish having his breakfast. Once he's done, he would leave, and then that's when we will have, you know, we'll have our breakfast now. However, every time the uncle left, she would tell us <laughs> to go back. I mean, to go back to, to go play to the to go play in the garden or go back to our room. And me being me the first time i asked her like what do you mean we haven't even had food yet and i always remember the lady asked me did your mom pay for this food (laughs) she was right my mom didn't pay for it but i was a kid that's not how you you know you interact with the child anyway so sometime we would not have breakfast sorry sometime we would not have breakfast we'll just have lunch and maybe dinner later you know i mean that kind of thing However, to me, it was okay because, you know, I came from a popular neighborhood. and popular neighborhoods, sometimes we, we only have one meal a day, do you know what I mean? And it's, there's nothing wrong with it because having one meal a day meant that if your friend is about to eat at around 12, they will invite you. So you'll go eat at your friend's house. And if you eating in the evening, you'll get him to come eat at your house in the evening. So we had one meal a day in the house. But as kid, we probably had 20 meals a day. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, but my younger cousin, it was different for him because he came from the village. In the village, food is abundant. Food is there. Food is around you. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, that kind of treatment. Like for, uh, for instance... During the holiday, during the holiday, my uncle, you know, would leave money behind for us to go buy clothes, right? For all the kids in the house to go buy clothes, and she will. The way she will divide the money, she will give her, you know, her brothers and sisters more, her brother and sisters more money, and us. Sometimes she won't even give us anything. So the day of the celebration, when the uncle turn up, and he will be like. Why, why are you guys wearing the same clothes you wore last year? And me being the outspoken one, I just tell him, listen, we didn't get any money. That This is all we had. And you get upset and whatever, whatever. So, back to the house. The house was huge. Listen, the house was a huge, massive, massive house. Anyway, so what happened was that imagine um there was in the compound you had the main house that was in the middle at the center of uh of the compound and then behind it you had um another smaller house with uh two bedrooms right and then you had a cabin next to the two bedroom a cabin i never understood why the cabin was there but i will tell you that in a second in a moment now when uh, they were I mean, when I first got there, they told me I would be sleeping in that house over there outside the house with uh, the two bedroom behind the the main house. I was OK with that because, you know, I had my own freedom and stuff. And one of the other, how do you call him? My younger cousin would sleep in the other room. So you had two kids sleeping in a two bedroom apart. I mean, two bedroom house detached when you had adults sleeping in the main house it didn't make any sense to me even though the the whole compound we had guards and stuff but it still didn't make sense to me now in that cabin you had an old lady who lived there listen i lived in that house for four months i never knew someone lived there and it's crazy to me because that cabin um you couldn't even I mean you couldn't even fit a two a two uh, a sofa, a two-seat sofa, do you know what I mean? Because it was tiny, it's so just a cabin. Just a cabin. One meter. You know, one meter for anyway. So one night, just to give you how things used to go, um, when the uncle will come back from work in the evening, we will all Go to the dining table or the living room. We we'll all sit there when he's eating. Do you know, what I mean that's that's a you know that African <laughs> that African thing. So uh, we will all sit there as his wife. You know, as as his his wife is putting food for him because the wife only cooked for one person and that was him. And as the wife is putting food on the table for him to eat and stuff we're all sitting there we're all seated there so he can have you know so he can he can look at us he, so we can have like a moment so to speak and that's when you ask your question about your school what's bothering you and you know such thing it was good it was good vibes because that's when you could raise issues and stuff however me and my younger cousin we never we never brought up that issue of how the his wife was treating us because here's the thing if we did listen for for the whole week he spent he spent his time at work and we stayed at home with his wife it would have made things more difficult more difficult for us so we just kept it quiet the good thing was that from time to time um my aunt will come and visit, and when she every time she come visit, we'll tell her this is what happening and blah blah blah, and she would she was always trying to negotiate a way to get the two of I mean me and my younger cousin to move back to the popular, you know, to that neighborhood to move back with her, right? However, the uncle will always oppose, and she was just like, Do you know what? She, was, she would just tell me, listen, it will get to a point where I will have to tell him what's happening. Do you know what I mean? I was the one telling her you know what keep it down keep it down don't say anything I have a plan don't say anything anyway breakfast was the same way every time he's having breakfast like I said we'll all be around him I mean we'll all be in the living room his breakfast used to be quick he would just sit there for two minutes grab a sandwich grab a drink and then he was out he wasn't really a breakfast type of person one morning he woke up we we all went to the living room and he had like, um, he had like it's as if someone was scratching his face. He had like marks on his face and stuff. So when I got to the living room, I was like, oh, what happened? Were you fighting? And he, he just smiled and then he was like, okay, I call everyone to come to the living room. So everyone came to the living room, even the guards and stuff, everyone. Then I knew something was going down. And he said, um, I dreamed that the woman in the cabin In my dream, she was scratching my face and I woke up and this is how my face looks like. One of the guards was like, listen, I've seen that woman do things before, but I never bothered telling anyone because I thought maybe I was crazy. And the uncle was like, you know what? Maybe it was just a dream. Maybe it was just me. Let's, you know, let's leave it. Keep in mind that the time the wife was pregnant, right? So the next day we go to the living room, it's the wife's sister who had marks on her neck because she was light skinned. It was it was easier to see the mark, the hands, you know, the the, the, the mark, I mean, the, the hands, the hands on the, how do you put it? <laughs> the, yeah, the, the the scratch on her neck, it was easier to see because it was red and stuff. And at that point, I'm just asking myself, yo, what's going on here? And then I asked her, what's wrong? She was all shaking in tears. She was like, I'm not staying here for another night. You know, I'm leaving. I'm going back to my parents. And my uncle was like, calm down. What happened? So she told her story. Like, this is what happened. I can't really remember what her story was, but she told her story. And the lady choked her, basically, right? Listen, nighttime became scary. Like I used to hate nighttime anyway, for various reasons. But when this story hit, when this thing was going on, I couldn't sleep at night. It became difficult. I was 11, eleven or twelve, something. I couldn't sleep at night. You know, I would stay awake the whole night because I didn't want anything to do with that woman. Anyway. The the following day, it was the younger kid. I mean, um, the wife, younger brother, who showed up. He had like he had like his um, his eye. It was as if some someone has had punched him in the eye. Do you know what I mean? It was swollen, and then he was crying in the morning as well. I'm looking at the kid. I'm just like, gosh, everybody's getting a beating in this house. Like this is not serious. <clears throat> anyway, so the wife decided to go and. <clears throat> sorry the wife decided to go and invite her pastor to come to the house to pray for the house and whatever the pastor came on the same day did his praying stuff threw some water around but me i knew in my head i knew that these things will this thing won't work because these guys move on a different level anyway he did all his prayer went back the same night it's the wife now who, who was left with marks around their neck and she was pregnant and she said like um, she, she dreamed. She said she dreamed, but it looked more like a vision because it was so realistic. She left, um, she left the house. She was hanging clothes. And that woman, the old lady came out and followed her and threw her on the ground, choked her and punched her in her tummy where she had a baby. And then the uncle decided to take her to the hospital to get checked if the baby was okay. Everything was fine. At that time, on that same day in the on that same day me, I told my uncle, listen, <laughs> I think I need to bounce. I need to go back <laughs> to my neighborhood. And the uncle was like, Listen, nobody's leaving this house. Nobody is leaving the house. In fact, I remember he took a week off because he was like, Nobody's leaving this house. I want everyone to come and report their story. Anyway, the, the other wife's sister got the same thing her she got like scratch on the side of her face it was ugly it was really ugly and then when long story short when the, the the that that old lady finished with everyone in the main house now everyone in the main house was looking at me and my younger cousin because we knew we were next do you know what i mean and at that time i'm just thinking flip hell what am i doing here why did i even come to this place right so <laughs> so it came time to go to bed because, you know, it get dark so early on the African continent. I think um, six by no by yeah by six, it's already dark. And usually at eight back in the days, not nowadays with all the distraction. Now people sleep late, but um, by nine, nine is even late by 8 p.m. Everyone was in their room. So me and my younger cousin went into that two bedroom house. He told me, listen, I can't sleep on my bed i have to stay on your bed because there's no way these things happening to us so i was like okay we we'll stick together so we, we you know we went to the room he was sleeping but i just sat down i was like there's no way i'm going to sleep if anything is going to happen i have to see it there's no way i'm going to sleep morning came my well i stayed the whole night awake i didn't sleep Morning came, we woke up, we went to the living room. I was asking him along the way, nothing happened to you. He was like, no, nothing happened to me, it's strange. We got to the living room and everyone was waiting for us. And my uncle was like, yeah, so what's up? How was it? I was like, nothing happened to me. And he said, nothing happened to him. And then the uncle decided to to check with the the guards. He went out and asked the guards, like, is everyone okay? It's like, yeah, yeah, everyone okay. And when it came time to switch, to, to switch because there was guards during the day and guards at night, they had to, how do you call it? It was it, it was different shift. When the guys from the day shift came back, I mean, yeah, the guy from the day shift came to work, they had scar- I mean, they had like um, scratch on each side of their faces. And my uncle was just like, oh my goodness, what happened to you guys? And they told him the story. The guys, the night shift guys, who left during, who left in the morning. When they came back in the evening, they had marks as well because they slept during the day. And now at that time, me and my cousin knew that we were next. At that point, we knew that that old lady went around the whole house, went around the whole. I mean, everyone who were in that house. So nighttime came. I said to my younger cousin, "Listen, you can sleep. I'm not going to sleep. I'll stay awake." My younger cousin slept and i'm just there (laughs) i'm there listen i became christian that christian that night i was holding a bible leading reading all the verses psalm and whatever genesis whatever whatever unfortunately i went and read um how do you call it is it revelation or the apocalypse oh my goodness that was the wrong choice anyway as i'm reading parts of the apocalypse and my younger cousin wakes up screaming, like proper shouting. And I'm moving him. He's not opening his eyes, but he's he's trying to move, right? So I'm shaking him, like, hey, wake up, wake up. He's just shouting. And at one point, he opened his eyes. And I'm like, what's wrong? As I put the lights on, I see marks on his face, on the side of his face. He had, like, plenty, plenty of marks. And he had marks on his arms as well. And at that point, all I'm thinking is, like, flipping hell, I'm next. So I asked this story, he told me what happened to him. He dreamed we were in that house. He woke up to go to the main house and the lady came out of our cabin and grabbed his hand and she was trying to pull him inside the cabin. So that's why he was screaming and fighting. Do you know what I mean? We went to the living room in the morning and everyone was waiting. Everyone was expecting the story. As we walked in, my uncle was just like, my goodness. He told the story, He was giving his breakfast and stuff. I mean, because the uncle was home, we were not having our breakfast and everything. So that whole day, you can just imagine the pressure on my shoulder. Everyone's looking at me, you know, I, oh my goodness. I was like I was like, "You know, I don't even know. I was like one of those I, I felt like a reject. I felt like someone the society didn't want. Anywhere I'll go I'll go in the house or in the compound, people are just staring at me, just looking at me like, yeah, he's next. Yeah, it's him, he's next. But you know, in such situation, nighttime came. That night I was like, listen, I'm not sleeping. I am not sleeping. I drank coffee. Keep in mind that was um, I didn't sleep at night for five days straight what i'll do i'll sleep during the day but at night i'll stay awake and that day because of the pressure and stuff i couldn't sleep and that day my auntie came to see me or whatever the uncle had said nobody tells anyone about what's happening so i told my auntie and he was like nah uh -uh, we're not doing this way i told her but she was like you know what don't worry i'll sleep here tonight i was like yeah cool sleep here the fact that she decided to stay made me feel a little bit, you know, a little bit better. However, when it came nighttime, the uncle told her, listen, you can't sleep in that in that house. You sleep in the big house, which meant I will be there by myself. And my, and my younger cousin was like, listen, I can't sleep in your room anymore. I've had my time. Now it's your time. I don't want anything to do with you. You go deal with it. I stayed in the room. Keep in mind, on that day, I didn't sleep because I was, you know, drinking coffee and trying to stay awake and try to give, you know, trying to give interviews. And for some strange reason, people were now telling me, oh, try this, try that, you know, trying to give me um, things to try or sleep with the Bible under your arm and things of that nature. Anyway, nothing worked. And at that night, I remember one thing. I remember my grandma used to tell me, anytime you feel like you're not. You're not okay. You're feeling like you're threatened. Do one thing, right? Take a cup of water. You know, say... Anyway, I'm not going to tell you what I did. Anyway, (laughs) You, you have to go back to your village and try and find out. Anyway, nighttime came. I went to the room and I felt sleepy, proper sleepy, right? And the thing happened. I slept. And now it wasn't a dream. To me... You, you you know you can tell when a, you can tell when a dream you know between a dream and a vision at least to me at that time that didn't look like a normal dream so I dreamed that I mean yeah dream vision anyway I dreamt that the lady came out of our cabin that old woman came out of our cabin opened the door she didn't even open she passed through the main door and came to my room pushed the door so the door opened and she entered and she peeped she looked at where i was sleeping and her whole body entered when i opened my eyes to look at her when we had our eye contact she left screaming and shouting and 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 i woke up directly quick i woke up i didn't know what was happening so because it was still at night it was around 4 a.m in the morning i'm just like no i can't go out at this time she might you know we might have a round two out there i didn't know what happened so i didn't want to risk anything So I stayed there, waited until the morning and as we opened the door to leave, to go to the main house, as I'm opening, at the same time, she opened her cabin. So we actually met during the day. That wasn't a dream. We met during the day face to face and I stared at her. She was staring at me and she shouted the same way she shouted in my dream and locked the door. I mean, locked um, her cabin. We went into the main house. Everybody was waiting. Do you know <laughs> even my younger cousin was already in the main house. Everybody was waiting. So I entered, they asked me what happened. And I tell them the story. And at that point, the uncle was like, Okay, I need to tell you something. What happened was that he spoke to the owner of that of that house because we didn't know that he was renting. So he spoke to but he spoke with the owner with the idea of buying the property or whether the owner had told him if i sell the property to you i'll sell it cheap under one condition you keep that cabin that my mom stays in that cabin and my uncle was like no i'll pay the full price but i want her out so that is what created this whole problem So in the end, my uncle decided to move out of that house and I decided to go back to my auntie's place because this was too much emotion for me. Anyway, thank you for listening. Speak to you next time.